With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Sota Daf Mem, page 40. We begin at the top of the page. Beni'ila diyomek tekipuri mai omar. So we mentioned in the previous Gemara that there are different days when we say more than one time Birkas Khan in the priestly blessing. So we want to know what happens on Yom Kippur when there's a third time, fourth time. So what do we do? Amar Marzutra, in other words, what do we say? Which verses do we say in response each time we want to say something different? Amar Marzutra, Amrila, Bimas Nisa, Tanan. Now those who say that we learned it in the Mishnah, I'm sorry, Tana, Hinei Kikain Yivurach Gover Yirei Hashem. We say the Pasuk, Behold, blessed is a person who fears Hashem. Yivurach Hashem Itzion. Praise Hashem. You shall be blessed by Hashem from Zion. We are able to Yerushalayim and see the good of Jerusalem. Kol Yimechayecha, all of all the days of your life. Revanim Levanecha, Shalom Al Yisrael, and see children to your children. Peace upon Israel. So we say th- these three different verses in response to the three different blessings. Hechan Imran. So where does where are these verses said? Rav Yosef Amar ben Kol Bracha Ubracha. So Rav Yosef says you say it in between each bracha, meaning they say Yerachah Hashem Yishmerecha. And then respond the corresponding blessing. I'm sorry, the corresponding verse. Rav Sheshit says, "Vaskaras Hashem." Rav Sheshit says, "No. When do you say each of these verses? When the when the Kohanim, when the priests say Hashem's name, that's when we say this verse." Pligiba Rav Mori v'Rav Zvid. There's also an argument between Rav Mori and Rav Zvid. Chadamar Psuka lekabel Psuka. That you say each verse corresponding to each of the different blessings, each of the three blessings. For each and every verse, each and every blessing the Kohanim say, so you respond with all three of the verses. says as follows Whoever says these verses in response to the priestly blessing, and he's not in the temple itself, so he's making a mistake. Amr Rabbi Chanina Bar Papa, Rabbi Chanina Bar Papa says, that in the you should know that in the temple itself you also should not say them. Do we ever find you have a servant who is getting a blessing and he doesn't even listen to the blessing? Meaning it's inappropriate to be saying something in the middle of the blessings. So therefore, it's inappropriate to say these blessings. I'm sorry to say these verses. Rabbi Yachabarchanina says, Teda, you should know that you should also say them even outside of the temple. Do you ever find that we have a servant who's being praised, he's getting a blessing, and he doesn't show any response? Of course, we have to show some kind of response. That is what Rabbi Yachabarchanina holds. So just as a matter of fact, so if you look inside of the Sidurim that we have, the prayer books that we have, so you're going to find their verses after each and every line of the Kohanim. They are not to be said out loud. They are not to be said quietly. They should not be said at all because we're supposed to listen to each word. And the halacha is, I believe, that we do not say any, any kind of verses. Amar B'yavo, we continue. Revo says as follows. Originally, I used to say these verses. When I saw Rabbi Abba from Ako, that he doesn't say it, so I also began not to say it as well. So now that we had this statement of Rabbi Avo, we have a number of other statements of Rabbi Avo. I used to say, I used to think that I was very humble. Once I saw Rabbi Abba from Ako, the Amar Ihu, Chad Taima, that he, when he was saying over the Shir, 
So he said an, uh, he said an explanation of some, let's say, Gemara, some Mishnah, for Amar Amoyrei Chataima. And the one who was saying over the shir out loud, what they used to do in the olden days was they, they used to have someone, the rabbi giving the shir, and th- so they would have somebody who had a loud voice, and he would say it over so everyone could hear. So what this guy did, the maturgaman, he was also called the maturgaman, the guy who was saying it out loud, so he said a different understanding of that same piece. Meaning he didn't say over exactly what Rabbi Abba had said, but rather he said over his own opinion. And Rabbi Abba was not upset. Amino, so I said, I am not at all humble compared to him. So now the Gemara says, Umayin Vesanuse, the Rabbi Avahu. What was the humility of Rabbi Avahu? The Amrla Dvisu, the Amoire, the Rabbi Avahu, the Dvisi, the Rabbi Avahu. The wife of the Maturgaman, the one who was saying the Shir of Rabbi Avahu out loud. So this this man's wife said to Rabbi Avahu's wife, Ha didon my husband, he doesn't really need your husband. Meaning, Rabbi Avohu, his maturgaman, the guy who was saying it out loud, he doesn't really need Rabbi Avohu, because he can say it on his own. He's smart enough to say his own shir. So why is he bowing down and straightening up for him? Meaning, why is he showing him respect? So he's just giving him common courtesy. But he doesn't really need him. So Azla Devisu, so Rabbi Avohu's wife went, and told Rabbi Avo what this woman had said. Amar la, so Rabbi Avo said to her as follows, What's the difference? Whether it's me or whether it's him, we're both looking to praise the heavens, to praise Hashem. Meaning, Rabbi Avo was not mocked, but he didn't care that this guy, perhaps, or his wife didn't show him proper honor. Because his goal was just to sanctify Hashem's name, to bring people close to Hashem, and he didn't care if someone said something negative about him. Vesu, we find another case where we see Rabbi Avohu, that he was humble. Vesu Rabbi Avohu, imnu rabbanan bereisha. So they voted, the rabbis voted upon Rabbi Avohu, that they wanted him to become the Rosh Hashiva, the head of their school. Came on the chazi Rabbi Abba, the man Ako, then officially balichagos, when he saw Rabbi Avohu, he saw that Rabbi Abba, this guy, the man Ako from Ako, so he had a lot of people that he owed money to. So he said to them, There's someone who's greater than me. Meaning, hire this Rabbi Abba from Akko. Don't hire me, Rabbi Avohu was saying, because he needs the money more than I do, and he's a greater person than I am. The Gemara continues, Rabbi Avohu, Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Rabbi Avohu, and Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Ikluhu Lahahu, asked where they came to this place. Rabbi Avohu, Dorsh Ba'agadata. Rabbi Avohu, so he was saying over a shir in Agadata, in the lighter side of the Gemara, so he was saying over a shir in the thick, the thick part of the Gemara, the hard parts of the Gemara. Everyone left the shir, which was difficult, of Rabbi Chibar Abba, and they all went to hear Rabbi Avo's shir, which was a lighter shir. So Rabbi Chibar Abba, he got upset. He got upset, he got insulted. So Rabbi Avo says to him, Let me give you a comparison. What is this like? We have two people. One selling very precious gems. So the other guy is selling cheap costume jewelry. So who are they going? Everyone's running to buy from whom? Is it not the one who's selling the cheap costume jewelry? Meaning everyone goes to something that's easier to buy. So he was saying to him, Rabbi Avoh was saying, don't worry, the fact that they went to my shear, that was just because I'm saying a light shear and an easy shear. That doesn't mean that my shear is better than yours, chas v'shalom. 
Now every day, Rechia Bar Abba used to accompany Rabbi Avo until he got to the place where he was sleeping. So why did he do this? Because he wanted to show him honor because Rabbi Avo was somebody who was always hanging out in the Caesar's house. And perhaps he was one of the advisors of the Caesar. So because of the honor of the Caesar, so he would, every day he would accompany him to his place where he was staying. That day, Rabbi Avo instead went and he accompanied Rabbi Chia Bar Abba until the place that he was staying. Nevertheless, he couldn't convince him, he couldn't make him not feel insulted and not feel upset. Bar Abba was so upset about what happened that anything that Rabbi Avo would do could not appease him, not calm him down. We continue. When the Shliach Tzibur says, Modim, Ha'am Mahim Oimrim. What does everybody say? Amarav, Modim Anachnu Lach, Hashem Elokeinu, Asha Anu Modim Lach. Rav says that we say, we, we thank you, Hashem, our God, for the fact that we have the ability to thank you. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, Elokei Kol Basar, Asha Anu Modim Lach. He adds in that we say, Elokei Kol Basar, the God of all flesh. We thank you for the fact that we can thank you. Rabbi Simai says, We thank you, Hashem, the one who created all of creation, and for the fact that we can thank you. Meaning he added on that line as well. So they say, We thank you, Hashem, with blessings and with thanks to your great name for, for giving us life and sustaining us, and for the fact that we can thank you. He would finish it off like this. So to give us life and have grace upon us, bring us together, bring together all of our exiles to the courtyards of your holiness, so that we can keep your statutes, to do your will, with a full heart. And thank you for helping us that we can thank you. Since we have all of these different things to say, let's say them all, which is what we indeed do. When the Chazin, when the Shliach Tzibur is saying, So we all say this, Yitzchak says you should always have the fear of the congregation upon you. What do we see? The priests, what do they do? They face towards the people, and their backs turn, so to speak, towards the Shechina, towards the Divine Presence. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, how do we know that concept, that we have to have a fear, a certain amount of fear of the tzibur, of the congregation, from the following. David HaMelech, it should be. David HaMelech got up, al-raglav, on his feet. He said, Shmu'uni achai va'ami. He said, listen, my brothers and my nation. Im achai lama'ami. Why do you say, why do you have to say both? If it's his brothers, why do you have to say his nation? Im ami lama'achai. If it's his nation, why do you have to say my brothers? Amr Blazar, Blazar says, Amr Lahem David Israel. David was saying to the people of Israel, If you listen to me, Achayatem, you're my brothers. And if not, you are my nation. I'm going to whip you with a stick. So what do we see from this? We see that if people, if the Jews are doing what they're supposed to do, so then David Hamach, the king himself, gives a certain amount of honor to the people, calls them Achai, my brothers. So we see that there's a concept of fear. A person is supposed to have the proper honor for a congregation. Rabbanon, Amri Mehocha, Rabbanon say from here. To Tan Rabbanon, we learned in Abraissa, that the priests are not allowed to go up when they're going to say the priestly blessing, they're not allowed to have their feet on. And it has nothing to do 
Interestingly, it has nothing to do with the fact that in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Temple, they wouldn't wear their shoes, because no one wore their shoes. So what was the reason? We're going to see in a second. This is one of the nine uh, decrees that Rabbi Yochum Zakai decreed. My time, what's the reason? Why do they do this? Maybe it's because of the honor of the tzibur, the honor of the congregation. So therefore, again, we see that a person has to have fear of the congregation. And Ravashi, Ravashi says no. We're afraid that perhaps one of his shoelaces is going to get untied. So he's going to go down and tie his shoe. Everyone will see that he's not there. What happened to him? So they'll say, oh, you know why? Because he's a puzzle. He's a Bengrusha, the son of a divorcee or the son of a woman who did not completely marry her brother-in-law after they didn't have any children. So therefore, so therefore, that's why he has to go up. He has to, everyone takes off their shoes, so no one has any kind of issues. They come back down; they're not seen. Everyone is showing up, and we don't have this issue. The mikdash bracha achas So we said that in the base hamikdash, so they would bless only one blessing. We turn the page. Memam abez forty b. What's the reason why they only had one blessing? Because they didn't have to separate the three to say amen. Because they don't say amen in the base hamikdash. Why is that? We're going to see. We learned on the Brasimi Nainshain on Amin Migdash. How do we know that we don't say Amin in the base Amigdash? Shanemar, Kumu Uvarcha Sashem Lekechem, Mina Oilam, the Adha Oilam. Bless Hashem, your God, from this world until the next world. So the Marsha explains what's the explanation of this? How do you see from there that we don't say Amin? Because since the name of Hashem in the base Amigdash, what did, which name do they use? They use the same name that we're going to use, from this world until the next world. In the Beis HaMikdash, they would say the name of Hashem explicitly. They would pronounce it as it's written. However, we, when we're saying normally saying a blessing, so we say it, they say it, Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud. We pronounce it differently from the way it's written. So what does the word Amen do, explains the Marsha. Amen, the gematria of Amen is 91, which equals to the same gematria as the name Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, which is 65, plus Yud Kei which is 26. So that totals 91. So when we say Amen, what we're really doing is we're saying this name that you said, Baruch Hashem, which is Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, we're connecting it, we're recognizing that we need to connect it to the name Yud Kei so therefore, that's only shaykh, that's only possible to talk about using the word Amen only when you have to say the, the name Aleph Dalet Yud. But in the Beis Hamidah, since they would use the name Yud Kei so therefore it wasn't necessary to say Amen. And that's how we see that from this verse, from the fact that it says, that we say Hashem's name in the Beis Hamidah, the way it's going to be said when Mashiach comes as well, or when in Olam Haba, in the future world. Uminayin shall call bracha ubracha tehila. How do we know that we say Baruch Shem Kivoy Machusod Yolam Ba'ed after every blessing in the Beis Hamikdash Shenemar, as the verse says Vayevarchu Shem Kivaydacha, they shall praise the name of your of your honor. Umaremi Malkal Bracha Utihilan, we raise it above any blessing and praise. I'll call Bracha Ubracha Tainlay Tihilah. So this teaches us that for every blessing, so we need to give a praise, and the praise is Baruch Shem Kivoy Machusod Yolam Ba'ed. Now we say Masnis in our Mishnah. How was it? How do we have the blessing of the priest, the high priest? So after the Kohen Gadol, the high priest would finish all of the Avoda on Yom Kippur, all of the different parts of the service on Yom Kippur. So the Chazin, the one who was in charge of the Beis HaKnesses, in the Beis HaMikdash itself, so there was actually a synagogue there, so the one who was in charge would take the Sefer Torah and give it to the person who's, in, who's the head, 
the Rosh HaKnesses. Rosh HaKnesses nice on the scan, and and this one would give it to the next higher up, the president. Askan nice the Kohen and the president would give it to the Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol made so the high priest would stand on Makabel and he would receive it. The Kare Achrei Mois, he would read the parsha of Achrei Mois, which details all the different services on Yom Kippur. The Ach Be'asor, and then he would go to a later parsha or nearby parsha. Which is Achba, so which also speaks about the Karbanos on Yom Kippur, the Goyla and then he would uh, wind up the Sefer Torah, hold it in his arms, and he would say as follows, that more than what we've read here, so it says elsewhere, and then he would go back to Bamidbar, which it says, which also talks about Yom Kippur, and instead of rolling the, the Sefer Torah up to the place, so he would say it by heart, because it would be too much, it would take too much time for him to get there. And then afterwards he would say eight different blessings, Al over the Torah, and for the service, and for the thanks, and for the fact that Hashem forgives our sins, and for the Mikdash, for the Temple, and Yisrael, and over the fact, over the Jews, and for the priests, and Jerusalem itself, and for the rest of the prayer service, the Gemara is going to explain exactly what that means, says Rashi. Gemara, Shamis Mina, what do we hear from here? That even though the Kohen Gadol is here, the high priest is here, nevertheless, we show honor to the ones who are below him. So we see that you give honor to someone, even though his Rav, the one who's the greatest, is there. Meaning, we show we show honor to those who are lesser of lesser stature. Amar Abaye, Abaye says, "Kula mishum kavod the kain gadol." No, this doesn't prove anything about showing honor to someone lower when someone is greater than greater than them. Because actually, what's happening here is we're gr- giving honor to the kain gadol by giving it to this one, to the higher one, to the higher one, showing that he is the highest. That's how we show it by giving the the Torah to each of the different people. The Kohen Gadol Aimed Makabel the Karvachule. We said the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, stands and he receives the Torah and he reads from it, etc. Omed. So it says we, he stands up. Mechlal the Yeshivu. This would in, this would imply that he was sitting before. Vamarmar. We know there's a concept in Yeshiva Ba'azara El Malchi Beis Davilvad. Only people who can sit inside of the Beis Hamikdash are only the kings of from the house of David. Shneir, as the verse says, Vayavah Hamelch David. David HaMelech came, Yeshev Lefnei Hashem, he sat in front of Hashem, Vayemer Mianachi, he said, Who am I, Vigemer, etc. So the Gemara answers, Kid Amar Abchizah, you know why he's standing up from the fact that he was sitting? Why was he sitting before? So Abchizah says, Be'ezus Nashim, because what are we talking about? We're talking about in the women's section. So there it doesn't have the full Kedusha, the full holiness of the Beis HaMikdash itself, and therefore the Kohen God, the high priest, can indeed sit there. Just like Abchizah says elsewhere, in, in response to some other thing that it was talking about the Ezra's Nashim, so too over here we can say that it's talking about the women's section. So here the Hagois Marav Ranchberg changes the word Mesve to Ditanya because it actually makes more sense. Ditanya, because we find that the Brisa says, where would they read it? Ba'azara, in the Azara. Rebbe Yaakov says that they would actually read it. On the Har Habayis, Shemar's verse says, "Vayikra boy lefnei harachayv." They read from it uh, in front of the street, Asher lefnei Sharamayim, which was in front of the gate of the waters. Am Rav Chiz and Rav Chiz said over there that what does it mean? The Azara, the Ezra's Nashim. Where were they reading it? In the women's section.